Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in um, Luke 2. It's day two of our 14 days of reading about Jesus and his teachings. And so we're going to be looking at the early life of Christ. And before we do that, let's go ahead and just start with a word of prayer. Father God, I'm grateful for all that you've done. You are so incredibly kind to us. And I thank you that we get to explore your life and your teachings. For these next two weeks, I just pray our hearts and our minds would be totally open and submitted to you, that our spirits would be communing with yours and that we would understand what it truly means to have you in our hearts and to be in your presence of your spirit. Father God, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for this Easter time that is coming up that we get to celebrate your resurrection. It's incredible. It's amazing. And I just pray you'd speak to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're in Luke 2, and you know it gets into um, Jesus' birth and in Bethlehem, and then all the way up into when he is, I believe, 12 years old, 11 or 12, and he gets left in um, the city, and he's found eventually at the temple. So let's go ahead and get started. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of, of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in line of, of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. So I found it interesting, I still do, that they weren't married yet. And um, they were just, they were engaged. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rest. <clears throat> when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So I know what you're thinking, or maybe it's what I'm thinking. Um, this is the Christmas story, right? But we have to have the Christmas story in order to get to the Easter story. So we'll be uh, moving on here soon. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they heard and seen which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus. 
the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Verse 22, Jesus presented in the temple. So I always forget this part and that's coming up about, I don't forget it necessarily, but I don't, we don't really read it much. I don't because it's not part of the Christmas story. It's not part of the Easter story. So it just kind of fits in here in the middle. And again, I, I don't pay much attention to it in the past. And so, but now when I have read it, there's some pretty interesting and cool parts to it. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It's also interesting to see throughout the, the Bible where the Holy Spirit was on individuals and was in individuals, but not necessarily large groups of people. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So again, here's an example and evidence that God always planned for the, the Gentiles, you and me, who aren't part of Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to call the, cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until he was until she was 84. So, I mean, for 60 or 70 years, she was a widow and faithful to him. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at, at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the rege redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. <clears throat> Verse 41, the boy Jesus at the temple. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Now, I'm sitting there at times in the past thinking, wow, they're pretty crummy parents. And plus, they know it's the Son of God. Shouldn't they be more careful? But I've heard it explained that everyone was was traveling in caravans with their family. And, you know, aunts and uncles would be taking care of all the kids and whatnot. And they thought he was simply with them. Thinking he was in their company, i.e. caravan, they traveled on for a day. 
Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, three days is kind of an important uh, you know, milestone. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Lord, thank you for this day and for taking care of us. I'm so grateful for your word. I just pray that we would be approaching your throne, approaching your word with the right heart, a contrite heart. I pray that we would be prepared to hear you. I pray that more than anything, you would be our focus. I pray that we would continue to look to you each and every day, that we would continue to strive to love you with all our heart and our soul and being, that we would love our neighbor as ourselves, and that we would continue to lift up our nation and leaders. I pray, Father, for my heart to be tender, to see others as you see them, and that as we come through this Easter season, that instead of being wrapped up in various things, you know, Easter egg hunts or whatever, that we really remember it's about your resurrection, your sacrifice on the cross. And I just pray that we would grow closer to you, that your spirit would talk to us, that it would commune with us and would bring you honor and glory. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. And I look forward to reading tomorrow's uh, chapters with you. We'll be in Mark 1, reading about John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. Thank you and have a wonderful day.